If we were able to solve world poverty, climate change, and inequality, what would our goal on Earth be? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Freeman. Today we are on page 41 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learned that the ultimate acquisition in this world is Torah. That's why we're making this world a better place to learn more Torah. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. A merchant traveled to a trade fair in a distant city. He returned to his small town with beautiful earrings. But as stunning as the jewelry was, nobody purchased it. Each day he would proudly display the earrings. The potential customers would enter the store, admire them, and then ask how to wear them. Following his demonstration, they would thank him but walk out of the store empty-handed. Why? Because nobody in the town had their ears pierced. Despite having the most amazing earrings in the world, if none of the townsfolk's ears are pierced, the jewellery was worthless. Let's look at today's Gemara. Abaya said, We have a tradition that a poor person is only one lacking in knowledge. In the West they say, One who has this knowledge in him has everything in him. One who does not have this in him, what is in him? If he acquired this, what is he lacking? If he has not acquired this, what has he acquired? Let's analyze the Gemara. What is our ultimate mission on earth? Some people believe that we're here to make this world a better place. But a better place for what purpose? Improving the world could hardly be said to be an end in itself. Why are we making the world a better place? Why end global poverty? What is the ultimate aim? Let's frame the question as follows. Let's say everyone in the world had enough food and basic resources. Let's say science had figured out how to keep everyone healthy. Let's say most of the world's problems were fixed. Let's say you had enough money in the bank that you didn't need to work. How would you occupy yourself? Abaya teaches that we're here to learn Torah and gain wisdom. You can't take your material wealth with you to the grave, but our spiritual wealth passes with us into the next world. That means Torah and mitzvahs. And even if there were no sick people to visit and no poor people to feed, we wouldn't be bereft of spiritual opportunities because there's no limit to the amount of Torah that we can learn. The more we learn, the greater spiritual wealth we acquire. The Aruch Yisharim offers the parable of the merchant who traveled to the market in the big city to purchase wares to resell in his village. The goods may be the most beautiful of all time, but if there's no demand for such products, as was the case with the earrings in the above story, they have no value. Similarly, he explains, all the material goods that we purchase here in this world have no value when we return to the heavenly abode. Only our spiritual wares have currency in the afterlife. Torah wisdom may be acquired directly by the person who is learning. Judaism has always maintained a tradition of those who support Torah scholars and receive a share in the merit of their learning. Typically, this arrangement was characterized by the relationship between the tribes of Yisachar and Zavulun. Yisachar would learn Torah while Zavulun financially supported them. The reward for the learning was divided between them. Likewise, throughout history, every Jewish community has established yeshivas and kolels supported by generous individuals who share the spiritual reward with those engaged in full-time learning. Thus, the basis Yisrael explains that there's no excuse for not acquiring knowledge in the marketplace of this world. If you are blessed with the intelligence to occupy yourself in Torah, then you must strive to stay engaged. If not, then you may acquire your Torah by supporting those occupied in its study. But you don't only benefit from wisdom in the world to come. Torah wisdom is the source of all blessing in our lives. 
We see this in the order of Asterisk Daily Weekday Shmona Esrei, which contains three sections. The opening three blessings are praises of God. The final three are our blessings of gratitude, and the middle thirteen are our requests to heaven. Based on Algamar, the Nidre's Risen points out that the first of these blessings is the request for knowledge, because with knowledge, everything else falls into place. The Maharishah interprets Abayah's teaching to mean that poor literally means unlearned. Believe it or not, when we use the word in the context of material wealth, we're borrowing the term and euphemistically using it. May you forever seek the acquisition of eternal wealth, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvatara. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.